0: about yesterday's animation animations, Saturday morning cartoon fair Jace uh, Pratt's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Nickelodeon Thundercats Ghostbusters Transformers DuckTales days, It's not a particularly deep show right. So you will like us uh, yeah. i dealt with your answers for too long You turn me evil No, you already that way Don't play Hello and welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about... Yesterday's animations. We on Days Past Tooncast now have a long history of covering cartoons where the cartoon tells you what the... F- Excuse me. What to do. I don't like being told what to do, so it gets me going. Uh-huh. Yeah, it gets you riled up. Yes. Uh what we tend to refer to, Travis, as PSAs. Yes. Public service announcements because mm-hmm. they feel like on ABC when I don't know Matthew McConaughey comes out and says, Hey y'all, crossing the street it ain't as easy as you think it is. And then the more you know, dun, 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 bah, uh-huh. they might be called morality plays. A very special episode is what it is. Yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. We've covered many of them covering many different uh, societal ills and issues. We've got drugs covered by this (laughs) point.
1: Uh, (laughs) We got it it down, right? Yeah, we've done it a few times.
0: Uh, Cartoon All-Stars, that was one of the first ones we did that covered that. That was literally made Uh as a PSA, a 30-minute PSA that's a cartoon. The gig's up. Yep. (laughs) The gig is up. We had Brave Star the space Western in which a child died in the show to prove to us that drugs- Are bad. Don't pay, they're bad. Uh uh-huh. Not Brad. Brad, Brad, (laughs) yes. (laughs) And of course, we had Captain Planet, who not only showed us, sadly, a Russian immigrant fall to designer drugs and also pass away. Uh Uh-huh. Captain Planet also taught us about pollution every episode (laughs) and overpopulation, how having sex and having babies- is ruining the damn planet. Uh-huh. Stop it, guys. <laughs> Fat Albert has covered racism, pornography, and how you shouldn't go to prison, because it sucks there. Yeah. <laughs> Heavily established. And then between G.I. Joe and He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, they've covered pretty much everything else, from brushing your teeth to genocide. To, to, to not walking across the street. <laughs> yeah, all of it. it it's, it's every level of life seems to have been covered by the cartoons that we have watched. But- what about that sweet poison that's being peddled at every convenience store? One or some, maybe a six-pack, maybe a whole case, might be sitting in your own refrigerator right now. Oh, no. We're talking about hooch, talking about spirits, talking about giggle juice, we're talking about booze, alcohol. And Saint Patrick's Day, it's just happened recently. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I even in quarantine. I mean, whether you you went out and and were wild, or you stayed at home and got wild in the house. I mean, you're soaked in it. I bet. Still, I don't care how long it's been. <laughs> you still haven't washed your clothes, you, have you? You've been listening. You're listening years from now. You're still soaked in green beer. You're blowing it out your nose. Oh my gosh! Disgusting. Alcohol. It is. It's everywhere. It's it's you can get it all the time. If you're (laughs) over 21, you can get it anywhere, anytime. Mm -hmm. It may be common, but there are issues attached to alcohol. So who should we turn to for guidance on something so widespread, something that runs so deep? Because we had prohibition for like a year. And then America said, you know what? We need to do over. This this." ain't gonna work. No, no, thank you. We can't keep up with all the people that are still doing this. So forget we even said it's like a parent that says you know what set everything on fire yeah i don't care Sh- Set shit on the fire in the backyard i can't keep up with this anymore forget i even said it there are too many speakeasies who else should we turn to for guidance on the problem of alcohol but warner brothers own junior varsity team the tiny Toons. we're tiny we're toony
2: we're all a little loony and in this cartoony we're invading your tv we comic dispensers we crack up all the sensors. I-
0: You'll get a dose of comedy, all right. A shot. You'll get a shot of 100-proof comedy on Tiny Toon Adventures. You'll get a shot, all right. You'll get a shot, all right. And the Tiny Toons, they gave it to us with an episode banned from the air for years after its first broadcast. Mm. That is the subject of today's episode, the banned episode of Tiny Toon Adventures in which they address the issues of Alcohol, the sweet hooch. If you need a reminder of Tiny Toons, the Tiny Tune Adventures, which was a program that ran in the early '90s, it was kind of a secret. Sequ- it was basically the Muppet Babies of Looney Tunes. Uh-huh. These Tiny Toons, they are small, they're young. They go to At University, which is basically Juilliard for young Looney Tunes. Yep.
1: Oh yeah. But Bugs Bunny is pretty much the uh, Charlie Xavier of. Uh, <laughs>
0: Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like that a lot more than him just being the dean of a college. Yeah, <laughs> He, he yeah. wouldn't be a good dean. No. He's- oh, I want somebody to draw up like the Tiny Toons as the X-Men uh-huh. and then Bugs Bunny as yep. Charles Xavier. <laughs> oh, man. A bald Bugs Bunny. You just don't have ears on him. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would look weird. <laughs> so they break the fourth wall all the time on this show because it was the 90s. Everything was ironic. Yep. And every WB show, Warner Brothers show, like Animaniacs was doing it all the time. Everything they put out at the time knew that it was a cartoon sometimes, but sometimes didn't. But at the end of the day, they're going to do an impression of a celebrity and then look at the camera and say, ain't I a stinker? Uh-huh. Much like, their dean and, and spiritual leader, Bugs Bunny, did back in the day. The fourth wall
1: just just wasn't there. It was, it was never there.
0: It's like a Swiss cheese wall of all the <laughs> holes where they've popped their head through the fourth wall to say, do you get what I'm saying? Eh? Now, we're saying that this episode was banned, and we're not just joking around. This episode, <laughs> today's subject, truly was banned from the air for many years. I think the only time it started showing again was many years later on some reruns. Mm. What led to it being banned it is a PSA episode right it's telling us the dangers of bad things Mm -hmm. well we're gonna get to it in just a little bit but to give you a teaser underage drinking grand theft auto drunk driving and death by misadventure
1: you said it you will have
0: all these (laughs) on the menu and you will order a sample of each if you watch this episode now, the Looney Tunes are no strangers to public service announcements, it turns out. Of course, Bugs Bunny was in Cartoon and All-Stars. Yep. hmm You can tell this man has lived a life. He has. He's weathered. He is a worldly guy. He probably rolls his own cigarettes. <laughs> he's not a great candidate, as we found out in Cartoon All-Stars, he's not a great candidate for a PSA because he's an asshole. <laughs> I mean, he's great, but he's a wise ass. And if he's talking to you, he's probably making fun of you.
2: Oh, for sure. If everyone was jumping off a cliff... Would you go to? I guess you would, wouldn't you? Not very bright. Definitely not one of the world's
0: foremost thinkers. It's like hiring roastmaster general Jeff Ross to do an intervention. Uh-huh. Just you—you you want someone a little more cuddly talking to you about what's going wrong in your life.
1: Uh, shout out to Jeff Ross, though.
0: Hey, hey, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> if you need, I will take an <laughs> intervention from Jeff Ross if if, if he's offering that. Yeah. But I'm not talking about cartoon all-stars when I say that they have a history, uh, because that's, Bugs is one of many in that, including Disney characters and the Smurfs and Muppet Babies and all sorts of things. (laughs) I'm talking about the man of a thousand voices, the original voice of Bugs Bunny, the voice of almost every Looney Tune that matters. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about Mel Blanc. Shout out. Mel Blanc was the voice of Looney Tunes for so long, and in the 70s or 80s, can't pin it down. I don't know if this was with the (laughs) with the permission of Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. I would hope it was or else he's facing some lawsuits in the grave right Right. now. Uh, (laughs) But it seems with their with their approval, he sent to radio stations public service announcements from him and Looney Tunes characters about, quote unquote, hard drugs.
2: Hi, I'm Mel Blank, and I'm not a cartoon character. I'm the human who does funny cartoon voices. If you're using hard drugs like heroin or barbiturates, you're part of another kind of make-believe world, one in which natural creative talents are damaged and repressed. And there's nothing funny about that. Hard drugs are a trap, not an escape. And that's all, folks.
0: It's very genuine sounding. I will say uh I don't feel scolded and I feel like he's concerned for me. Yeah, for sure. We're going to listen to a few more of these. Uh, okay. Because this is, he's about- it's, it's its a heavy episode today. It is a heavy episode, it's guys. Heavy. Now, I, I think it's about to lighten up a little bit. Okay. Uh, but I will say the emphasis on hard drugs, and they're going to be using another term a lot, downers specifically, mm. feels like they're saying by omission, look, you, you want to you roll a joint, you want to smoke a dube. That's cool. But don't do heroin.
1: Don't do barbiturates. Stay away either.
0: from heroin. And did anybody at that time need to be told to stay away from heroin? <laughs> no one ever starts doing heroin with the thought that it's a good idea.
1: Even the dealer will, will try to be like, hey, listen.
0: You uh, know what this is, right? This is a problem. You know you don't want to do this. This steals your soul. Uh-huh. You know that, right? <laughs> I mean, I will definitely sell it to you, but well, let's see what um, I don't know, Bugs Bunny has to say about that. Let's do it. This is Bugs Bunny. I've been a pop star all my life, like, uh, man,
2: I've seen it all. Along the way, I've heard of some Hide. folks getting mixed up with hard drugs, like a smack, smack and Downers. Now let me tell you, there's nothing wrong with sharing a good, healthy carrot with some pals <laughs> before a show. But stay away from those bad, hard drugs, unless you want to wind up asking
0: me, what's up, Doc? I... <laughs> Like it. Nothing <laughs> wrong with sharing a good, healthy carrot with your pals before the show. W- Will, thank you for thank you for that clip. He's talking about it. a jazz cigarette. I he think is. he's talking about a smoothie. Uh-huh. He's talking about a fresh one. A dube. I do believe he's talking about a dupe there. I mean, yes. that is coded language. So at first, I, Mel Blanc, I said Mel Blanc, and he corrected me. Mel <laughs> Blanc. Uh,
1: I like your I like your way, though.
0: He was born in 1908, and this is done in the 70s or 80s, and he's doing these—he He's he feels more in touch, frankly. I don't know. He seems very worldly himself. Maybe that's how it translates into his portrayal of bugs, but they're, they're like, look, we're just doing damage control here. If you can stay away from prescriptions that aren't for you— and opioids <laughs> and heroin. Look over here, guys. Yeah. Look, acid all you want. I don't even give a shit about your pot. That's that's yesterday's Trooms, news. I'm not looking. Oh, man. Just I'm for, not looking. Look, that's medicine as far as Mel Blank's concerned. Uh-huh. Very smart. Very <laughs> progressive. Stay away from the heroin. I think Daffy Duck also agrees.
2: Hello, America. This is Daffy Duck. (laughs) I may be Daffy, but I'm not crazy. I'm smart enough to know that hard drugs like heroin and downers are a bummer. Don't fool with them. Take it from yours truly. Dangerous drugs are despicable. See ya.
0: (laughs) And this was the era of Quaaludes and just saying like you have uppers and downers. It's, It's kind of a generic term for... Depressants, But I, I, there's something funny to me that each one of them is saying downers. Every uh-huh. time, downers. <laughs> They're a bummer. These downers. And that damn heroin. Heroin just... Uh, <sighs> Guys. It gets no good PR. Keep your nose out of the heroin, please. Yeah. <laughs> keep your arms and nose out of the heroin. <laughs> Not to be outdone, one of my favorites, I think an underrated Looney Tune, um, a southern gentleman by the name of Foghorn Leghorn. Hmm. Had some thoughts to share. I say, I say, what are those red and yellow pills you got there? <laughs> Egad, youngster! It shows my name is
2: Foghorn Leghorn. Those things can cook your goose. <laughs> I don't mind saying it when it comes to them things. The smart, I say, the smart thing to do is be just plain chicken. Yeah.
0: It sounds to me like Foghorn maybe has. Some uh, wet brain, or maybe he is on maybe a few pills himself, uh-huh. like Elvis was. Some of these uppers, because I say, I say, if, if you're going to be stuttering like that, yeah. like, I said, I said, I said, <laughs> wet brain. Give some room here. <laughs> some wet brain or some addled brain, one of the, one or the other. Some jittery brain. Now, Porky Pig is the other Looney Tune uh, hero that got in on this business, and uh, he tells <laughs> us uh, he gets the most screen time, and he's going to tell us a tale of a party he attended.
2: Yeah, the, the, yeah, this is Porky Pig. Everybody uh, knows I live in a, m- m- a make-believe world, but I never want to return to uh, the, the, the place I went to uh, last night. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, sure is a, a, a funny party. Why are all uh, these people so tired? Uh, I can't understand their uh, m- m- mumbling. That was uh, what I call a l- 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 lousy party. Yeah, the, 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 those people were using hard drugs, like smack and <laughs> the, 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 the downers. I've heard that many of the downers are low-grade animal tranquilizers, unfit for human consumption. Oh, It's a terrible risk. I hope that none of my friends fall for it. There are better ways to party, yeah. That's all, folks.
1: So right from Porky's mouth, you got to get clean dope. You have to, yeah, know your dealer. <laughs> know your dealer. Know
0: what you can handle. Uh-huh. Have a trip sitter if you're going to be don't going down <laughs> that path. Well, oh, I also feel like I like... This idea of Porky Pigus, he has been in Hollywood even at that point for decades. Yeah. He, he was around in the 30s. Yeah. So he's seen some shit. Oh, he's seen for some sure. people doing lines. And so I love the idea that he's still going to Hollywood parties uh-huh. and being surprised at people doing downers uh-huh. and smack and heroin and putting and heroin up their butt in yeah. the bath in the powder bath. Did he just go to like a skid row shooting gallery? <laughs> just, everyone was doing heroin at this heroin party. The mumblings, the mumblings. And I like that he goes into the details of the animal tranquilizers because I do one he's an animal he could probably handle it a lot of them can handle it he is an animal he is an animal he's a a pig so Looney Tunes clearly no strangers to handing down some moral lessons. And I feel, again. And parties. And parties. Oh, oh, they, they be partying, well, man. The, the Looney Tunes are the rebels. They're the cut ups, the wise asses versus Disney and all their sweethearted goofiness. Cookie cutter, yeah. Mickey Mouse telling me about drugs. I'm like, kid, you've never left your bubble. Okay? Uh-huh. Stay in your lane. You don't know shit. <laughs> you've never felt pain in your life. The Looney Tunes, they're all very funny comedians, and therefore they must have experienced pain in their life, and therefore they understand the threat of substance abuse. Yep,
1: and at least two out of three of them have, have helped a friend bury a body at some point.
0: <laughs> at least two out of three. This is the last time. Uh-huh. This is the last time, Daffy. <laughs> <laughs> or- <laughs> The Tasmanian devil just rips through a crowd of people. Yep. They have to cover it up. Uh-huh. It's almost like all of them have a court order to hand down these PSAs. Like they all have DUIs or they were caught with doses or whatever. And so the judge says, go do a PSA about not drinking and driving or not taking drugs. That is part of your sentence. And you'll get off. You won't have to do any time. You're a celebrity. We'll let you off. Because they're all the guys that are doing the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They kept the drug trade alive in Toontown for years. No doubt, man. And this is something that Space Jam 2 is coming out not too long from now. Shout out. So I think that Warner Brothers would really like us to forget just how much of their history is based in substance abuse, <laughs> where their tunes have been. Because they're trying to present this squeaky clean image. Uh-huh. And uh, guys, it's, it's just not true. It's not true. That man. is rewriting history. Warner Brothers and Looney Tunes have given us such famous boozers as Daffy Duck himself. Way back in 1939, there was a cartoon called Wise Quacks. This is when Daffy, I've said it before, this is when Daffy Duck truly was still Daffy. Yeah. Because eventually he, he turned into a foil for Bugs Bunny, like, I'm mad at you, Bugs, because you always get my goat. Yeah. And we're competing. Back then, he had his own thing. He was truly insane. Criminally... <laughs> And needed to be contained. He was wild. Daffy Duck in this cartoon has a wife. She is a actual duck who does not speak words. Uh-huh. She only speaks in quacks. She is pregnant with eggs. I, I don't is that what you say <laughs> about a duck? She's pregnant with eggs right now. It's something that like someone laid eggs in you, like Uh-oh. aliens. She has babies, and the eggs are about to hatch. <laughs> And Daffy (laughs) is a worried father, and he's outside of their house, and he's hidden what is called corn juice. So I guess corn, corn moonshine, yeah, moonshine, hidden in a in a tree. He keeps downing it over and over and over again out of fear of his kids not being born, and he gets fucking sloshed. Oh my god! His wife confronts him about it. I'm a papa four times over. Yes, sir, I hit the (laughs) (laughs) jackpot.
2: Drinking? Drinking? Me drinking? Yes.
0: <laughs> but guess what? It's not heroin. <laughs> at least I'm not on downers. The red and yellows. <laughs> so on the day of his children's birth, one of the biggest icon, the guy who greets you at Six Flags when you come in in a big suit, Daffy Duck, <laughs> it's, it's was was saying. blitzed out of his mind the day his kids were born. And by the end of that cartoon, there's an eagle that comes and like, takes one of his kids so yeah you can't really handle a kidnapping situation real great when you're fucking wasted and yet at the end of the episode the solution is that he gets drunk with all these other eagles that they just have a big party at the end does he get his kid back i hope so (laughs) i mean they're not too concerned with the children's welfare at that point Uh not when you're 50 sheets to the wind (laughs) One that I had forgotten about, but we I feel like you and I have joked about this uh, somewhat recently. The Saint Bernard dog in the snow, like in the Appalachians or up in the Colorado Mountains. That has the keg around his throat. Yeah, of whiskey. Yes. What I remember is that he would give it to people and they would warm up, but they would get kind of goofy. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it's liquor. Yeah. It's hard liquor. But the one that I found, he comes down the mountain to save somebody, and when he gets to the person, he just sets up a martini shaker and a table and makes a martini. Like, I mean, and that makes sense because if you're dealing with the trauma of saving lives, Uh you know it's like a lot of firefighters, (laughs) you know, people in high stress jobs, specifically where their lives are at risk. They, you know, they often turn to booze. It calms you down, makes you feel good. So no wonder that poor St. Bernard (laughs) is sampling his own stash. (laughs) And he appeared in a number of things, but that particular one, just shaking a martini, that's a classy drink for a mountain dog. That is hilarious. (laughs) The one that I completely forgot about. Get a load of this, Lush. The Drunk Stork. Yeah. Yes. That's, uh, that's in his title. That's in yep. his title. It's right there in the name. Uh-huh. He is a stork. He's the stork. <laughs> I don't know if, if there's a whole, like, fleet of storks, like it's the Postal Service delivering these babies in the Looney Tunes world, or if it's, there, I don't-
1: There's got to be a crew. There's got to be a feast yeah, It to be a crew. Yeah, they're not Santa Claus. Yeah.
0: So he is a, a, de- <laughs> a Postal Delivery Service worker of babies, uh-huh. and he is too drunk- to give them to the right people. <laughs> the bit every time is that he's taking the baby to the wrong person. Everybody's glad to see the stork. Here, stork, have a drink to the new baby. Oh have another. Come on, bottoms
2: up. One for the road. You gotta be social. You gotta be sociable. You just can't refuse their generous husband. You just can't refuse them.
0: This is just a drunk postal worker. Uh-huh. That's all this guy is. <laughs> or overworked. Well on smack. O- overworked. <laughs> Overworked and therefore drinking to deal with how many hours he's having to work because it's a hard job. And there's a lot of pressure on delivering babies to people because you can't like drop the package and then just deliver it and act like, I don't know how it broke. It came that way.
1: Yeah, you, you got to wait till the, they, they come to the door at least. You know, you can't just drop it on the doorstep.
0: You have to like give it to them in a way that they yeah. seem like they drop it. Uh-huh, and then yeah. like, what'd you do?
1: <laughs> you got to hand it to them.
0: Um, that's, you can't ignore this history. These Looney Tunes. Are wild. <laughs> they're they are loony. We know that. They're wild. And they they're party animals. Progressive party animals. All right, let's discuss the next generation of Looney Tunes, the Tiny Tunes. The band episode that we're talking about today is entitled. Elephant Issues, which is a play on relevant issues. Mm. Everyone, I'm going to pause for Yeah, pa- pause, pause pause for applause. pause. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 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 this is uh episode 3 from the second season of Tiny Tune Adventures is broadcast on September 18th, 1991. Mm, good year. And we all know that when we hear that date, <sighs> uh uh-uh. it's uh-uh. time for <clears throat> I get jazzed when I hear that. Baby, that's why we do it. I want you jazzed all the time. (laughs) Heavy, heavy jazz. I want your jazz meter to be full up. Days Past, Tooncast, Blast from the Days Past. We're trying to set the table, give some context for what what was the world we were living in Uh, when uh, this episode was birthed. Yes, sir. And Travis, you and I were both around for this one. We were kids. We were the exact age for Tiny Toons. Yeah, we were tots. We were tiny tots. Tiny tots, yep. This was an era of... Lots of drug talk at school. Yes. Lots of alcohol talk at school. Yes. Dare was an effect, I believe. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you remember your dare officer still? I re- I remember mine. No, because I know? didn't
0: I didn't participate. I
1: <laughs> What do you mean parti- like dude? It was forced at, all, at my school.
0: Well, you guys probably needed it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Agreed. Like like dude, he like our, our cop just came in your in your room, in, in your in your uh, room and like just stole
0: the I- the teacher's like, fame. I feel like they did like one, I don't know, like a presentation <laughs> or something, but man, I don't... Bro, listen, I must have gone to a horrible area because listen, it was heavy. <laughs> it was heavy, bro. You had a D.A.R.E. class every day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we were already in the crapper. Dare, D.A.R.E. is what? Drugs are really engaging? Oh my gosh.
1: Drug abuse resistance education. Okay.
0: So for those that are younger than us, that I don't, maybe it's still going. I don't know. That was a nationwide, you know, drugs are bad, basically, is what it's about, and I believe a police officer facilitated that.
1: And and also, uh, if you remember this, it was called uh, Shattered Dreams. It started in 1998 in Waco, Texas.
0: That sounds heavy. Is it specific to Texas, or is it a nationwide thing? Uh, Now it's
1: nationwide, but yes, it was specific to Texas for a little bit, though. Well, we're proud. Yeah. Very proud. Um, yeah. So basically this was where they would stage a wrecked car in front of your school and the theater club would, uh, you know, there'd be like dead people on the, oh, on the ground. They, 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 they'd they have a cop and like, you know, a fire truck there pretending to saw the car open with the jaws of life. Jesus. And- and then you'd have the funeral like inside the gym. What? It was a
0: whole A it funeral. Was,
1: yes, sir. It was a whole thing, man. It was a whole thing. That very heavy. That it, it was heavy for a Friday.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who really looked forward to those days was yeah. the drama club. Oh, yeah, we are they girl. were like, I finally get to play. <laughs> A bereaved wife or a a half brain dead victim of a car crash. Wowzers. That, yes, that's sir. heavy. Yes, sir. Uh, so what was going on in 1991 specifically? Well, in the summer of 1991,
1: Pablo Escobar was actually jailed in Colombia. And if you I don't know if you watch Narcos, but this is the part where he built a jail in Colombia and it was basically just a uh, a mansion had like a bar in there and luxu- it was a luxurious mansion and like that's how he got around.
0: So he said, oh, whoa, 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 no, I'll go to jail. Just let me, let me make a jail right here and the jail is a mansion.
1: Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen Narcos? Have no, seen I haven't. You, uh, but this is out. so, yeah. this
0: is so related.
1: That's a drug man. He is a drug man. Uh, March of 1991, uh, the Rodney King uh, scandal, which ultimately uh, led to uh, the 92 LA ri- riots. Yes, yes. So that, and then also, uh, you know, we we just got a website dptooncast.com that wouldn't be uh, listen hey listen shameless plug but that wouldn't be relevant if it wasn't for this man in 91 uh tim berners Hyphen Lee, uh, he built the first website in '91, creating a page with uh, additional pages with links and everything. So I'm sure our that was a- our website would not be possible without <laughs> that man.
0: Shout out! I love that our our plug followed the Rodney King beating <laughs> and the LA riots. <laughs> Oh, well, what so can I, I say? So the world was changing. There was yes. a lot of there was a lot of uh, social turmoil, not that that has changed. Yeah. And also technology was on the rise. It's so to put into perspective, the world we know now was just being bored in some ways.
1: <laughs> Shameless plug after the Rodney wowzers, game. Run. Wowzers, wowzers. Yeah. And, and wait, and that followed shattered dreams. I, I mean, that I can there, that I
0: can work with. <laughs> the other I'm not gonna touch. All right. Well, that's the world you're living in when you watch the episode we're about to discuss. Thank you, Travis, for yeah, yet yeah, yeah for sure another
2: days Pass to cast blast for the days past.
0: Elephant issues. Let's get down to them. Okay. The rumor about this episode, why it turned out the way it did, is that the writers hated moral slash lesson of the week type episodes, but were handed this edict of you got to do one. And so they did it wrong on purpose. Oh, Like yeah. a sitcom dad who's asked to cook dinner and so that he doesn't have to do it again ever. He does a shitty job. This is what they did to the PSA, supposedly. Yeah. They said, oh, really? You? Oh, yeah, we'll definitely do that. No oh, problem. Oh, you're making me? Yeah, the absolutely. Guy, the guy who made E.T.? Okay, <laughs> all right. I'm going to say Steven Spielberg had a meeting with some people after this got made and then banned. Hey, guys, look. I run a family company. Let's let's cool it with this shit. Yeah, can we not be assholes, yeah, please? Please, this is a million dollar industry, by the way. I am a million dollar industry. I'm yep. Steven Spielberg. Uh-huh. What we're talking about, this segment that we're talking about that covers booze is really just one segment. The show often is uh, divided up into two or three. This episode has three of them. All of them have morals. It is a ethical triptych. <laughs> Hosted by none other than Go-Go Dodo, Mm. who is the understudy uh, son, I don't know, of the original Dodo from the Dodo cartoons, the black and white ones. Those are some of my very favorite cartoons. Uh Like uh, Porky Goes to Dodo Land, I think was the one. That is one of my favorite Looney Tunes ever. Because he was just an asshole who lived in a psychedelic wasteland. It was awesome. (laughs) Now... We talked about how the fourth wall might as well not be there yeah. on this show. Yeah, like Swiss cheese, okay. baby. All of these, especially the main the main course that we're gonna get to, have a weird layer of this is a performance by a cartoon in a cartoon. Because mm-hmm. Gogo Dodo wraps up shooting a cartoon, then addresses us, the viewer, like he is hosting a show. Yeah. (laughs) Saying, hey, when I'm not cartooning around, I like to tell you guys about the relevant issues of today. Today we take a tiny turn look at burning issues in a fruitless attempt to win another Emmy. So already we're being faced with the stuff we're about to see isn't even real in the world of Tiny Toons. Uh-huh. These are cartoons in Tiny Toons. These are performances. Like maybe this is their version of Shattered Dreams. Yeah. Like they, this is every year they get to do three sketches about <laughs> addiction and problems, <laughs> social ills. Uh-huh. The first of them, we got to cover these first two because yeah. they do, they matter. It it, well, it ramps up. It ramps up. It really it. does. Yes, you're absolutely right. The first one is entitled, Why Dizzy Can't Read, mm. starring primarily Dizzy Devil, the Tasmanian yeah. Devil, the junior varsity Tasmanian Devil. Uh-huh. He is yeah. a little Tasmanian Devil with a propeller hat. With different colored eyes. Yeah, yeah. heterochromia. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's let's just acknowledge it. <laughs> That's Big right. ups to the heterochromes uh-huh. out there. Yep. And this one tackles the issues of illiteracy and television addiction which mm-hmm. I feel like has only more recently really been seen as a, a real issue that exists. Oh, for sure, yeah. We get to see Bugs Bunny directing the Tiny Toons themselves on stage, doing a reenactment of an old cartoon of his. Yeah. So that's part of the curriculum. I wish I wish theaters would do that now, do live readings of old Tiny Toons and Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah. That would be sure. awesome. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's directing Babs Bunny, Buster Bunny, and Dizzy. And Dizzy Devil cannot read his script mm. because he cannot read. Yep. Everyone laughs at him and he storms out and the bunnies decide we got to help this guy. I think it's because they really want to do their scene. Yeah. I don't know if it's if it's actually like a, a kind-hearted thing. Right. They're like, we need to shine and we can't do it without a devil in the scene. When they go to help Dizzy out with reading, uh, they find that his television, either he has ADHD and or his television is haunted Uh. because it comes to life and speaks to him in a very creepy uh, chorus of voices.
2: Watch TV, Dizzy. Don't read boring, stupid books.
0: This is very much the relationship I have with my television now in quarantine, and I, I so I get it, and I just do what it says. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm like hell yeah, let's do this. Yeah, that's fine. Star Trek again, absolutely.
1: The thumbnail looked cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Screw it.
0: Look, we're a year into quarantine. I'm watching a lot of TV and Tiny Tunes. You would be too mm-hmm. in this situation. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't foresee this, but I haven't forgotten how to read yet, and I've been watching a lot of TV. So it's, just
1: it's coming for you. Though. Let's,
0: maybe so maybe so. The solution to this problem is that Dizzy gets knocked unconscious and in his dreams teaches himself how to read. That's <laughs> that's it. That's yep. weird. Uh-huh. That's a strange. I mean, I man, I, if that works, <laughs> these teachers are working too hard. They're sweating out there. Just let them stay home. These kids just knock them out for it. Give them some Benadryl or throw a book at their face. Yeah. <laughs> One hit in the morning. Give them a good, strong noogie and see what happens. I mean, we do learn the things that we have started learning. Our brain practices them while we sleep. Yeah. But he's never tried reading, as far as I can tell. He's he's also a devil. I think he can like a Tasmanian devil. I think he can just skip the reading. Uh What is his script? (laughs) That's that's his script. So he can probably just improvise it. The next segment, you're right. It ramps up a little bit because first we're like, okay, uh, literacy. That's not good, but it's not violent. It's not Mm -hmm. against anyone. Segment two is called Clyde and Prejudice. Clyde is an acronym. Yes, we love acronyms. It's, it's C dot L dot I dot uh, D dot E D dot. Yep. This one is about racism, mm-hmm. intolerance, yes, bullying, mm-hmm. and possibly surrendering to our robot masters, <laughs> because it intros <laughs> the newest tiny tune in his only appearance. Uh huh. Clyde cybernetic laser ionized digital entity. He is basically uh, an old like cathode ray computer monitor Uh. (laughs) stuck onto a small robot body. He is very cute. Yep. His whole bit is that he is a a joke, a play on Hal, the evil computer, the original killer AI from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Open the pod bay doors Hal. I'm sorry Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Hello, Dave. My name is Clyde. Ugly gap tooth boy-child disturbs me, Dave. And he calls everybody Dave. Dave. Yes, it's very... I mean, it's a funny bit. Uh, Travis, you know my feelings about these robots and these AIs. Yes, sir. So when Monty... <laughs> Monty Max, the rich, the rich spoiled kid. Yeah, when he starts bullying, I mean, he's savage with this this poor robot. He really is, though. In in a way that it's like, if I was a kid, I hope I would have stepped up to Monty, even as a kid who had been afraid, possibly just to protect the robot to garner favor uh-huh. with the robots. Be like, see, I protected you. Now I don't die first. Now kill him. My solution. I mean, here's the, here's a little free piece of advice. Okay. <laughs> don't bully robots. Either do exactly as they say or destroy them. But don't just tease them.
1: Yeah, that's your your uh. Cruising for a (laughs) bruising.
0: Buddy, that is the definition (laughs) of cruising for a bruising. Teasing a computer? (laughs) You kidding me? That's where it came from. Uh Buster Bunny feels bad for Clyde, so he takes him under his wing, basically gives him cool lessons. Uh And I mean, Buster, I think the only lessons he can really give are how to wear a red shirt with no pants every day to school and and not get arrested. (laughs) So the robot starts dressing and kind of acting like Buster as well as he can. Yeah. This does not work on Monty. Monty is, by the way, the reason we have Skynet in Terminator. Like, it's (laughs) assholes like him who just push it too far, but not far enough to actually stop the robot. Uh Uh-huh. He's a coward. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. He makes another huge mistake. He builds Snide. S dot, N dot, I I dot, dot,
1: D dot, E E dot. dot. Almost too many letters for me to keep
0: up with. (laughs) which is another (laughs) robot, a huge, big old droid. Uh (laughs) The super new, improved droid eradicator. Yep. You never build a new robot to fix your old robot problem. Never. This is like getting a, a team of bears to let loose on the forest to take care of your bee problem. Uh-huh. You now have a bunch of bears. bears. You have a <laughs> bunch of bears. If you have, if I I had bees in my walls, yeah, what was you it, did. two years ago? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. If I sent a bear to go take care of that, now, great, my bees are gone. Guess what? Bears. You got the bears. <laughs> You had the bees. Uh Now you got the bears. The bears, yes. The bots. Uh That's (laughs) the problem. So you don't send robots against robots. One, they might just team up or combine. Yep. Uh, Luckily, that doesn't happen here. Monty programmed Snide to destroy the nearest geek. Yeah. And guess what, bro? It's you. Mm. It goes after Monty. It turns out that Clyde is basically a Transformer and he turns into a weapon. Clyde saves Monty from Snide yep. by being a little transformer boy. <laughs> and Monty learns the moral, it's who you are on the inside that counts. Yes. Take a second to think about who Clyde is on the inside. He is a the junior varsity version, I'll say again, of a killer robot <laughs> program. Yep. Yeah. It ends without answering the important questions of who sent Clyde uh-huh. to Acme <laughs> University? Why is he there? And will there be more of him? Yeah. What is what is his goal in attending this school? I'm very interested. If, if there was a robot that just started going to my school, I'd have some questions. Oh, everyone. From yeah. the jump. I would go see the principal about it, yeah. the superintendent, even
1: <laughs> would, would it be less worrisome if if uh he had skin he had like fake skin or if it was just a metal robot which one would be uh, less off-putting to oh, you oh
0: man i think the skin would make it worse unless it was <laughs> unless it was convincing like if the skin is on there and uh-huh. it's like it's like he's wearing a human suit an ill-fitting human suit yeah uh,
1: man, but that's... every once in a while something would like would rip or something exactly
0: that would be scary as shit <laughs> but then if, it, if it's a good basically if he looked like a terminator uh-huh. like he wore the skin well if you wear human flesh well wear it out baby The moral soup du jour. The reason for the season. The reason also for the banning of the episode. The last segment is entitled One Beer. (laughs) And that is how much alcohol is imbibed Uh throughout this this segment of the episode. (laughs) Split between three big ol' Tiny Toon stars. Yep. Buster Bunny, Plucky Duck. And Hampton. Hampton Pig. Uh Uh-huh. Hampton Pig. I don't know what Buster Bunny's living situation is. Uh-huh. Uh, Bugs Bunny <laughs> isn't his dad, or if he is, he's a very distant dad right. who, does, who teaches him as though he is not his son. Well, listen, bunnies have a lot of kids, man. Uh, that's true. You, can't, you can't get close with all of them. No. Nah. You probably can't even, like, get a favorite because uh-huh. you're like, are you my kid? I don't know. <laughs> bunnies look alike. <laughs> I don't know what his living situation is, but he is at home alone with his two friends. He opens up. It's it's a, a Sunny D joke. Yeah. He opens up the fridge. Like, uh-huh. hey guys, what do you want? Uh, he doesn't say purple stuff, but purple stuff would have been a better choice. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he sees that there's a single brewski. Yeah, A cold one, as they call it, nectar of the hops. Yeah. This is what they call uh-huh. the beer in the fridge, mm-hmm. and they are questioning should they be. Drinking this beer. Whose beer is this? Yeah, right. Who is leaving a beer? And does he live alone? Does he live with parents? It, it, is this just his stash? Yeah. Does he just have the beer and he's acting like he's finding uh, it when actually he is a secret alcoholic? Uh-huh, he's right. like a functioning, a high, that's what it is. He's like the head of his class. So he's secretly drinking and he acts like he doesn't, but he is, he's just a quote unquote functional alcoholic. Right. Okay. Got it. <laughs> they decide they're going to drink it. Yep. This is where the. Man, I don't want to get into it. The the metafictional elements of the episode really are showing the idea that this is a sarcastic response to having to do a PSA that they know in this moment that they are in a performance of a morality play. Right. It's all there and it makes it confusing because they basically are acting a certain way. They point out that they are not acting like themselves.
2: But Buster, this isn't like you. I know. But in this episode, we're showing the evils of alcohol. And then
0: turns into the devil for a second. Yep. Just to prove this is the devil's (laughs) juice. So they're doing it because they know that they're supposed to do it because they're in a PSA, but then they don't know anymore and they just do it. You're twisting my brain,
1: baby boy. You you WBs. Yeah.
0: I mean, absolutely. It feels like, all right, kids, we all know booze is awesome, uh-huh. but the squares up in WB are making us do this. So let's get it over with. Yeah. We'll have a laugh along the way. We'll we, show them. We've all seen stuff. So they do what any kids who are trying to drink underage would do. They take the beer to a second location. <laughs> yes. A public yeah. place, uh-huh. a park, which there are a few things that parks tell you to do or not do. One of the things they always say on the signs is no open alcohol containers. Yep. None. You can't drink here, guys. This is not a fucking bar. So they, they're they underage drinking. They yep. take their beer somewhere else. They see a cop at the park. They still are going to drink, and they shouldn't. I mean, they're breaking so many laws. Mm. You can't just open a, you, a yeah, bottle of beer. You
1: can't have the aluminum or the glass flossing. Yeah. No. I mean,
0: they are, uh, they're amateurs, so they uh-huh. <laughs> literally at this, so they don't know what they're doing. And there's basically a Mexican standoff of peer pressure Uh between the three of them. They just keep – like they're afraid to drink it, but they want to drink it. Yeah. I am not sure that splitting a single beer between the three of these guys – and I know they're young. We don't know what age group, but – would get them drunk. A single beer split three ways between, (laughs) let's say, 10-year-olds? Uh-huh. That's not – really much of anything. Right. I, I mean, and this doesn't, this doesn't look like uh, an IPA or something like uh-huh. this looks like at best, a normal Budweiser. Maybe it yeah. could be a light beer. If this, it's like yeah, this,
1: yeah. That's three ounces of, of just an yes. average beer.
0: So when I was a teenager, Oh, story time. Are we yeah, going story time? Story time. This a story time, baby. Okay. Yeah, baby. So when I was a teenager, yeah. uh, I didn't drink until I was 21 and it wasn't because of, I respect the law. Was it this episode?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it scared you straight?
0: This, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All through high school, all my a lot of my friends did stuff. They certainly drank. And I was kind of on the outside of that. And there was one time where a couple of friends of mine had it wasn't Mike's hard lemonade, it was Rick's spiked lemonade. <laughs> You had to make that distinction. Yeah, up. and I don't because well, I, I don't know which one is the ripoff. This I don't know if this is like a boutique alcohol or if this is ripoff shit. Uh-huh. But that's what it was. It was alcoholic lemonade. Ricks, yes, Ricks, not, Ricks tangerines, not Mike's. Yeah, we were hanging out, and they were there. One was college age; he was old enough to drink, and then another one was high school age. And yeah. I was I don't know, fifteen. 13? I was fifteen. I, I was I was in fresh a freshman. Okay. And they kept saying, dude, just t- just try it. Just drink it. Come on. Just drink it. And I literally just said, okay, to get them off my back, I will take a sip of this thing and then just like not finish it.
1: God, kids are pieces of
0: shit, aren't I, they? I, I hate them to this day. They ruin my <laughs> life. No. You'll, you'll see how it turns out. Okay. So I drink about the neck of the bottle Uh of the lemonade and we go play music and do stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like this. This is just like spicy lemonade basically is what it seems like to me. And I just did this to get them to shut up and leave me alone. We can do other stuff. I had been up a long time that day. I got up early, didn't sleep much. It's the summer. You know how that is when you're a teenager. Every day, baby. I'd worked out. (laughs) I had like not eaten very much. We're staying up really late. We're standing downstairs in the kitchen hours later, hours later. I never felt the effect at all of this uh, alcohol. Oh. <laughs> we're standing in the we're standing in the kitchen and suddenly I'm in the bathroom with the water running in front of me, like in the sink. And I look over to my left and the door is open and my friend is looking at me with this bewildered look on his face. And the first I just assume, well, I must have been using the bathroom. And I say, Hey dude, get out of here. It's in use. Like I've just teleported. <laughs> through time in my mind, but I just assumed that I must've just been using the bathroom. What happened is maybe I locked my legs or something, Okay. but I passed out in the kitchen while we were just all talking and like fell on a toolbox and it hit my neck. And I started like doing a jig on the floor or something like, cause my body didn't know what to do. They freak out. They pick me up. They, they get, will go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. I kind of wander in there like a zombie and turn on the water. Yeah. And then I wake up. I'm only out for 10 seconds or yeah, something. Just long enough. Yeah. yeah. So they, they said, we're never giving you alcohol again. <laughs> they were so afraid that something was going to happen to me that my dad would find out that they would get in trouble. They were like, we're never helping you drink. We're Uh never. And I'm like, I told you guys, this is why I can't do this. So that was like the neck of a spiked lemonade for me. It didn't get me drunk. (laughs) Oh, I got to get this Rick, this Rick spiked. uh... It it knocked me the fuck out though. (laughs) That was my underage experience. So I, that's what I'm basing this on is that as a 15 year old who had very little body fat at the time, I wasn't getting drunk off of a third of a bottle. Yeah. So these guys are lightweights, or yeah. they're they're playing they're playing around because they also take forever to drink it. The entire episode uh-huh. or the entire eight minute thing. Oh, it's a never
1: ending bottle. They're
0: drinking it all across the city, like they, just
1: passing it, just passing it around, they taking to big ol' slugs. Yeah. yeah. Did you get in trouble though? Did you get busted? No. Well, shout out. You heard it first from Will. That's uh, right, guys. Kids, drink it up.
0: Kids, drink a neck only. Only drink necks. <laughs> like get a case of beer and then just drink the necks. Just drink the necks only. We'll be set. Yeah. Next uh-huh. only. <laughs> next only. That's a Vampire's uh, yeah. singles bar. Yep, stay woke. They each take a sip. Of the beer, they are immediately drunk. Yeah. Uh-huh. Immediately.
1: I'm talking color changing cues oh, and
0: oh uh, yeah. The music starts, it gets funky. And then of course they have the getting drunk, having a night on the town montage, where it's like close up, like you zoom in on a face and that fades into another face. They're walking through the city all silly. It's clouded, yeah. Oh um, uh-huh. man, it's it's great. <laughs> the next time we really see them, they are three stumble bums. The yes. Very definition. I always love a good. Not even a good. I love an over-the-top drunk performance. Yes. Um, uh-huh. And you got it in spades here. I was wondering if the actors were just trying to one-up each other on how drunk they could seem or if they were being directed to go bigger or how drunk do you want this? Uh huh. What are we talking here? Like sloshed? Do you want tanked? Uh-huh. Do you want plastered? Loaded. You let
1: me know. I gotcha.
0: I, do you want cockeyed? Do you want snocker-headed? I can do it all, baby. You want my dad My dad drunk? <laughs> and what kind of drunk are you looking for?
2: Oh, this is so weird. One bear in the whole world looks... truly.
0: <laughs> they come across some of the lady tunes. You got Babs. You got the lady duck. You got the skunk that's uh, purple. Hey, babes. These babes reject them uh-huh. because they've transformed into drunks. Yes. And they also say your breath smells. Uh-huh. And uh, that's symbolized by crossbones on the gas that's coming out of your mouth because you're <laughs> drinking so much. So they take, they say, Oh, that's fire. I didn't need you anywhere. I wasn't hitting on you. So they take a stroll across Acme
1: Acres and do the
0: next logical thing. Not only do they decide to steal a car. Yes. Take a hand, guys. Here, little piece of advice from your uncles, Will and Travis. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> I don't suggest stealing a car, not at all. Bad news. I mean, especially just for a lark. If you're going to steal a car, don't steal a cop car. Nah, it's... That's uh, the worst thing uh, (laughs) to steal. I assume these days they could just trace you. I mean, I assume Uh, there's something to trace somebody in there. Oh, for sure. They steal (laughs) a cop car on a lark for fun. Uh They hit two parked cars on their way out of the parking spot. They are speeding. They are driving recklessly. The, The amount of charges you would give them in court at this point... DWI, driving without a license. You're going in for eight to 10 years off top. And it, this is where the PSA business has just taken over because we all know that there's got to be some death. There's got to be somebody has to pay a price for enjoying some substances uh, on a <laughs> So yep. they drive to Death Mountain, Yep, a huge... Giant mountain with a spirally road that goes all the way up. It's very dangerous, very treacherous. Yep,
1: cheating death the whole the whole way there.
0: They're speeding up to the top of this thing. I swear that there is a, a road sign that says eight miles to heaven. Yes, okay. yes, it does. Yeah.
1: No, you didn't dream that. It says that.
0: They drive off the top of the cliff yep. and directly into their own grave. Mm. And then... Ascend as angels to heaven yep. post mortem. Uh huh. If they truly wanted to do a satire of PSAs and, and moral episodes, they should have gone the devil shoots them with a slingshot and like busts their wings or whatever, and they go straight down to hell. Oh, because that's where you yeah. druggies go. That's where yeah. you drunks go. Uh-huh. If you the- use heroin and downers, yep. hell you go.
1: The, the rock goes through all three of their wings. Yeah. Yep. And they
0: just go, huh? and, and, then, <laughs> and then the plume of smoke. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Wiley e. Coyote yeah, style. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. Uh, well, they go to heaven, not hell, Mm. where they belong. (laughs) And then strike the stage because it was all an act. Yeah, this is—they walk away from it just fine. It's over. The the they've done their shattered dreams performance, and all they have to say about it is. So do we get to do a funny episode tomorrow? I hope so. What am I watching? Mixed messages, Does anything matter on Tiny (laughs) Toon Adventures? Does any of this really happen? Is it all an act? (laughs) If if somebody dies, if somebody gets mad, what is this? Yeah, right. What are they teaching Uh, over there at Acme Luniversity? Acme
1: Loon, man. Acme Loon. Get your shit together.
0: On today's episode... On today's episode is the segment of Days Past Tooncast, where we drink deep from the well of knowledge and wisdom that is the moral of the cartoon, which, of course, we know today, based on what they said they wanted to teach us, is uh, don't booze it up. Yes. That's what they seem to be trying to say or to you'll us. be
1: yeah you're, you'll be an angel in a cardboard heaven set i mean
0: it sounds like a pretty cool deal it's like hey uh-huh. feel good for a while and then <laughs> go straight to heaven sounds like right. a good deal to me travis we tend to find you and i tend to find some alternate morals we we take a personal lesson from these shows yes. so i am curious to know what yours is all right
1: man so so will for this this tune uh, there's a right and a wrong time for a uh, satire Oh, yeah. There's a right and wrong time for uh, cynicism. And uh, you just got to choose that carefully because it could send the wrong message and just hurt a lot of things around you people, people's emotions. It's damning. It's the opposite of heaven. Yes. It's uh, some would say purgatory.
0: Or hell. <laughs> or hell or hell or uh, hell Will, 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 what did you learn uh, what was your well, what was your moral I would like I would like to uh, respond because I agree with you I would like to respond to your to what you just shared oh because, yes yes yeah, there is a when you present a satire of a PSA uh, with alcohol, maybe it's a little less of a problem but if let's say it was about uh Mel blank's favorite heroin uh-huh. uh, if it was <laughs> or like downers yeah, yeah time down- for downers too a, really heroin is the ultimate downer so oh. Tell me. It is funny to think of doing a parody of a PSA for heroin. It's like, ooh, heroin. It makes me feel so sleepy and addicted. Ooh, my body's rotting. Oh, I gave up my family. Ah. <laughs> my words mumble. Yeah, it's like, maybe you should just leave it alone. Maybe, yeah. maybe, like, if it's abuse or something like that, it's like, don't do a satire of this, please. Uh-huh. Please leave or, it alone. Or do it right, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or be funny. That's yeah. the other thing. If you can uh-huh. be funny, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Right. My moral. Yeah. Today.
1: Yes. Today's moral.
0: Today's moral for me uh-huh. on today's episode. Yes. Don't load these kids up on PSAs and morals. I I know that in saying this right now, I am going against my own advice Yeah. that I just said. Mm-hmm. But I want to hand this lesson down to writers, to production companies everywhere. Yep. Leave them alone. Look at our generation right now, Travis. The G.I. Joe... And knowing's half the battle. G.I. Joe is a joke. Right. By the time we were teens, most of us were pretty much impervious to any kind of moralizing. I mean, we're we're a very ironic, detached generation, possibly because we were, I mean, between Dare and Mad and these dreams that were shattered. Mm. I mean, you're putting on plays at school where kids are going to have to pretend to be dead. I'm going to find a way to make fun of it at some point. Yes. Because... This is a little too much. You're taking it a little too seriously. Mm-hmm. If you keep cramming PSAs down my throat and cramming morals back the other direction, not only are you going to desensitize the kids to the moral, you're also going to dilute your brand. Your cool characters, the Looney Tunes, the bad boys of animation, suddenly kind of sound like fuddy-duddies. So don't give in to peer pressure. If you are a writer on a cartoon show... Don't give in to the peer pressure of your boss telling you you have to write a morality play. You may lose your job, but you will sleep better at night every night in your single room apartment in Los Angeles. Thank you for joining us today on this most sobering episode of the Days Past TuneCast. Very sober. If you guys want to help us out, please go and rate and review us. A written review, a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts or just wherever you listen to the podcast. Yes, sir.
1: And listen, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at dptunecast. And we also have a website,
0: dptunecast.com coming up next episode here in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. we've got a lesser known outing from one of the best known animation providers. Uh-huh. Who's your animation <laughs> provider? <laughs> Who's are you, are you on? We're talking about Disney. We're talking about the short-lived, but revered by many, the Wuzzles. Ooh. The Whozles? No. <laughs> no. The, the w- Wuzzles. The Winsles? Uh-uh. The Winslows? The Winslows. <laughs> The Wuzzles. It's an island of animals that are animal combinations. It's like the Isle of Dr. Moreau, but <laughs> sweet. Man, I can't wait. Oh, me either, man. A tropical vacation here on the Days Past Tooncast. Yes. So come back for that. In the meantime, tutor
1: my dooder. Oh, man, tutor my dooder. I'm gonna get some downers later.
2: Beboogie,
0: beboogie, I'm drinking all the (laughs) toonies.